Thank you for joining us once again. My name is Josh Heider. I'm joined by Gil Stawinski. You are listening to Let's Get To It. We are talking about the sixth out of nine Fruit of the Spirits. Uh, the one we're talking about today is goodness. Um, so we're going to pretty much start off where um, we we left off. Oh, that sounded really weird. <laughs> we ended last time. We, we ended last time, um, which was Proverbs 4.23. We were getting into the point that goodness is a heart posture, that mm-hmm. um, uh, kindness is an action, and that action comes from the heart posture of goodness, meaning that if there is no goodness within you, um, there, there won't be any kindness that's going to be coming out of your heart. There won't be true biblical kindness. That's, that's right. Yeah. I mean, maybe fake kindness, but I don't think that's what we're going for here. Yeah. We are not trying to teach you about fake kindness. I think any, fake. <laughs> any social media influencer can teach you about fake kindness. Yep. That's um, very true. <laughs> so, Proverbs 4.23, just a reminder what it says. It says, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Right? From yeah. it flow. Everything, right. Basically. So, so with that strong message flows the spring of life, meaning our lives will spring from our heart. Let's pay attention to that. Let's like figure out how yeah. we can nurture that and foster it. Uh, one thing I think we want to talk about briefly here is just about the dangers of the world and succumbing to the the pleasures and just society in general, just succumbing to the the message of the world and how I mean. Literally, what what is the message of the world? Like, find out what's best for you. Find your happiness. Find what makes you feel good. Find what and you live think for is that. good. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Don't look for anyone else. Don't listen to anyone else. Whatever you think feels good, you follow that passion. And that's where you are going to find your pleasure. And the problem is a lot of people... Um, you know, this, this isn't something that I knew a lot growing up because I just didn't live life long enough, but there's now I know that there's a lot of people that are going through the motions that are living this life of like finding pleasure and they are empty. They're broken and they know that this isn't the life that they want to live yet. This is all they know. All they know is going to parties on Friday nights and then waking up Saturday mornings and being like, Oh my gosh, why did I, why am I like this? Yeah. Like this is the lives of a lot of people in our society. And it's really sad because first off, like we don't want to be coming, um, at a, uh, like, like, like judgment on top of them because we are all broken figures and and we all need, um, we all need a savior is really what, what the message is. Um, we are all coming from different vantage points of life, um, and and that's the first thing is that we all hopefully that that we figure that this out sooner rather than later, and that yeah. there is more to the world than fleeting passions. And yeah, going off of that, like we our society focuses on living like that good life, and ultimately that our societal good life is an empty life, and. Mm-hmm. A lot of people realize this, but still go on pursuing that life um, and don't look at the bigger picture. And so today we want to bring to you what is what is true goodness? What is this biblical goodness? Like we talked about biblical kindness out, biblical goodness, and what is it? What does it mean? So we're going to connect goodness and godliness. We think those are very similar. Um, and we are going to get into Matthew six thirty three, which is connecting to that. It doesn't speak specifically on goodness, but we're going to say we're gonna tie it yeah tie tie it it in um yeah and let me let me just read that quickly it says but seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you so the first thing it says seek the kingdom but first but seek first the kingdom of god (laughs) and his righteousness so whatever you're doing 
the first thing we should always be doing is seeking God. In whatever mm. situation, maybe it's a test, an exam, seek mm. God. Maybe it's a hard friend, you're having a relationship problem, seek God. Right. Whatever the area of your life is that you're struggling or maybe you're doing well in, mm. God calls us to seek first him and his righteousness. So true. And then all things will be added to you. Right. I love how you said that, how you focused on whether it's going good or whether it's going bad because I know my struggle is... I think, you know, I think it's easy to lean on God when, when things are going bad. You're like, oh, Lord, I really need you right now. But when things are getting going great, you're like, I, I got this. Like, I'm, yeah. I got this figured out. I think that's right when the <laughs> devil gets you, too. Right. I feel like that's when I could fall into sin the most mm-hmm. because We're I feel like I'm at a good point. And I feel mm-hmm. like I'm thriving. You're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever is going on. But then <laughs> the devil comes in and you're like, what is going on? And where, where was your heart in that situation? That's what we got to be looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, how's your heart towards that? Right. So, and the connection here that we're trying to make here, um, which which you perfectly illustrated, was first. So it's, so it's kingdom first. Yeah. Um, and and then through kingdom first, it's going to be godliness. Um, and then through godliness, you, we're we're going to find our way to goodness because out of godliness, goodness will flow out of the heart. Yeah. And specifically, how can we seek the kingdom? I think I talked about some different situations, but. Mm-hmm reading your Bible and prayer, like those are other ways we can be seeking seeking, God, seeking God. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. looking to Christ's example is the ultimate way where we can see goodness. And you know, if we're, if we're, if we're listening about, uh, an an underrated one here is fellowship with others. Yeah. This is something that I did not appreciate enough as a kid. Um, is like, I didn't understand the value of, of church where, where it's so crucial because you know, in seasons of loneliness, I don't know if anyone's experienced this, being a Christian on your own, if you are trying to tackle being a Christian on your own, you will realize that that is one of the most difficult things that you can do because you will fail. Yeah. If you don't have others that are walking this walk with you, it's, it's going to be a mess because yes, we can't do anything without the Lord. So A, we need the Lord, but also we need others to walk that walk with us. Just look with with David in, in the Old Testament and through through his Psalms of the the difficulty and the pain and the suffering that he was going through as he was having the like the kingdom of Israel chasing after him king Saul was chasing after him to kill him and he was still singing praises to the Lord but imagine the difficulty that was i mean there was a time where he was like hiding in a cave i think mm-hmm. and that loneliness of being on your own with the Lord i mean how crucial it is that we can have other people with us on this walk, especially yeah. in the society that we live in today, absolutely. Um, with the hostility that we have, um, and and just you know, I think I used this illustration in a previous episode. Um, if you are standing stagnant in in your development of your faith, you are actually moving backwards because the world is consistently pulling you away from God. So we always need to be walking forward, and we can yeah. only walk forward. I think um, it's much more easily. Uh, achieved when we are with others and we are fellowshipping together and we are growing together to be more like Christ together. And that's how we are seeking the kingdom first. Mm -hmm. And that's another good example of how we can be doing that in our daily lives. So looking to Christ's example, how does Christ display goodness and his life? Mm -hmm. The gospel, which is the good news, right? The good news of Christ. Christ's whole life was an example for us to look at Mm -hmm. of perfect godly goodness Mm -hmm. and laying down his life for us his heart towards all these broken people to all tell all these sinners Mm -hmm. is how we should how our heart should be 
the mm-hmm. people around us. So true. And I can read that too. So this is a verse that we want to certainly unpack because there's a lot going on here, but it's James 1, 22 through 25. So this is a good way to look at it. Uh, for it says, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself, and goes away, and at once forgets what he looks like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer, hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Yeah, and I think that connects to like a faith without works, right? Mm-hmm. We have to be doing. <laughs> we can't just be hearing. Right. We have to show action. We have to show that goodness. Mm-hmm. And we can look back to what we said about like reading your Bible and including prayer and fellowshipping. Yeah. We can be doing all those things, but if we aren't living our lives for Christ, if we aren't displaying godly character in our life, what are we doing? Yeah. What are why we, are you why are you reading your Bible if you're not Right. Yeah. If you're not trying to achieve yeah. that character that Christ displayed for us. So like a, a key thing to get through this verse when he's saying but be doers of the word, think of it as but be doers of Christ's character, but mm-hmm. be doers of what Christ displayed for us on his time yeah. of earth. Well, if you're like, what is that? Go read the first yeah. four books of the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. These are great testimonies mm-hmm. of what Jesus did, how he displayed his character that we are trying to model our lives after. Yeah. His perfection. And I love I love encouraging this because... Like, if you really want to learn who Christ was and how he displayed all these things and how we can be true doers, you have to be diving into Scripture. Mm -hmm. You have to be diving into Scripture every day. Fill yourself up with it because Mm -hmm. that is the base we need. Mm -hmm. And that's how we learn about how Christ acted in all these different situations, how he showed goodness throughout his whole life. Mm -hmm. And and me and Gil were just talking about this before we pressed press play on this episode where we were talking about the days when we don't read our Bible versus the days that we do and how we feel so much more spiritually uplifted yeah. when we have um, scripture that we are leaning on, uh, on the days that we we are reading our Bible, that we are active um, in communion with God and just how powerful that is as a weapon. Yeah. It fills you up with what you need for the day. Literally, mm-hmm. it's like it's like when I don't read my Bible, I can feel like the world weighing down or I feel like mm. more tempted, more temptation mm-hmm. comes to me when I'm not reading my Bible versus if I have that strong base at the beginning of the day when I wake up early in the morning and find mm-hmm. time in God's word, find time in prayer mm-hmm. to really reflect on what I'm reading and just to speak to God and ask for help during my day because we need help every single day. Mm-hmm. We always need to be seeking the kingdom first, right? That's an example of it. Waking up first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. reading your Bible, that's mm-hmm. seeking the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can I can speak on a, a quick testimony of that is when I was able to develop a, a clear and concise Bible program where I was going through the Old Testament while I was going through the New Testament together. Um, there was chains that were broken. Chains, sorry, I don't know if that came out unclear. <laughs> chains that were un that were broken in my life. That yeah. there was sins that I was struggling with that the Lord gracefully pulled me away from. That just. I got so much more stronger in the Lord and just my ability or or rather not my ability but Christ's ability in me um, to fight those demons um, where I felt so much more spiritually lifted. So there yeah. is power in the word. If we are reading the word, we are having the power of God behind us. If we are trying to read the word, not only read the word, but also trying to apply that to our life. I think that's it's part A and B. First we got to read, then we got to figure out how we apply this to our life. Yeah. And... 
it's all ultimately centered around Christ. Mm-hmm. And recapping on what this episode has all been about, goodness and how goodness is a heart posture. So first we got to be seeking the kingdom mm-hmm. of God. Then come coming from that will come godliness, will come Christ likeness, and then mm-hmm. goodness will come mm-hmm. out of us. And mm-hmm. that's what we centered around. That's that's the sixth fruit of the spirit, mm-hmm. goodness. And that, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. Yeah. We will be coming at you with faithfulness next time. Um, the hope is you can expect we're going to be getting into uh, Hebrews chapter on faithfulness. Yeah. If you're not familiar with that, it's Hebrews an epic passage on uh, the connection of the Old Testament to the New. The author of Hebrews makes a really terrific um, connection there um, that yeah. I think we're going to be really excited to get into. So we really hope you enjoyed this episode and hope you are listening next week when we talk about faithfulness.